You are now listening to the Major Jobs Podcast. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Major Jobs Podcast. Today, we're going to go into part two of the series with Essential Craftsmen. In the first part, we talked about what it's like being a general contractor and what it's like working in the trades. In this episode, we're going to be talking about what it's like moving that knowledge from the trades onto YouTube and starting an incredibly successful YouTube channel from that in which they get over 100,000 views per video. Um, I'm sure that it's over 500,000 subscribers now since the last, since like when I'm recording this, so it's probably gone up a lot. Um, I thought that their story was very interesting and I learned a lot about what it's like starting your own kind of web series about just things that you like to do. So I don't want to interrupt this any further. This is the episode with Essential Craftsman. The next topic that we're going to talk about, which is kind of using your experience with blue collar jobs and moving to a different medium, which is YouTube. And I talked about this a little bit before, which was like, um, I felt like I was watching a TV show on Discovery or the History Channel or something where you could be where like you you randomly channel surfing and you'd watch a TV show. It really had that kind of TV show vibe when I was watching it. Wow. And I think that's great about YouTube which is you don't have to go through a producer or you don't have to go through like executives in the industry. You can just upload your own videos and people will watch them. And I saw a lot of the comments on your videos are from people that are from the younger generations like millennials and mm -hmm. they're describing how you were giving them this sort of trait and this sort of experience that they haven't really been able to experience because of the new technology and are no need for going outside and doing things with the trades so you're really providing that hands-on experience and knowledge for them so it's kind of like being a teacher in a way, mm -hmm. uh, like a TV show teacher, someone that's an instructor. And I thought that really stuck out to me because what you're doing is really amazing. And you are helping a lot of people from the younger generation catch up on this information because they never had the knowledge of it previously. So yeah. I wanted to ask, how did you start off with making... As an internet TV show, a web series about blue collar jobs and about the hands-on experience. What made you want to begin? Nate, Nate is entirely responsible for starting out to this. Nate, what was your vision when you when you kept you had, you had to ask me five or six times before we made that first video, as I remember. Uh, yeah, well, like a lot of things, we didn't start knowing what it would become. It was we started knowing that whatever it was going to become, we had to take the first few steps. At the time, the, the mindset was not actually, or the, 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 our thought process was not that we would create a, a web series TV show type of thing. It was more that we would maybe build a, a little audience that could be serve as almost a marketplace to sell some of the mm. goods and wares and, and items that came out of his blacksmith shop, which, which is a, you know, a fun kind of hobby business for him at the time and still and that would have been more enjoyable than maybe um you know big remodels so at the time that was kind of the 
our best guess at what the outcome might be. You know, the, the internet has expanded the marketplace um, infinitely for, for everybody, and, and that includes tradesmen who at least can ma make and sell things. And so that was the goal. And then it didn't take very long, however, to kind of realize that, the, that there was demand and, and the audience was really um, much more interested in the information uh, than than any physical object that might come out of the shop, and and so we kind of pivoted, realizing that the real value here is is the information and the you know kind of the the intangible um, aspects of what our of what our channel covers, if that makes mm -hmm. sense. And yeah. and and it was interesting that um, you know we had to learn how to do this, and I'm not, I still don't know, and I don't think Nate knows how he learned how to make. A video production that feels like it's professionally produced it just it just started happening that way and 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 i know i know that he's been that he spent a lot of time on the internet you know listening to other people talk about their production methods and stuff but he's brought his own art sense and and sort of story narrative um instinct to this and it's just mm -hmm. i think it's pretty spot on you know it, the, the everything is pretty much i think where it needs to be um except I'm getting old, and so we'll see what that means. But, but for right now, I think we're in a pretty good groove. Mm -hmm. And would you say that the production is like um, a production that you might see on television, which is there are scripts and rehearsed lines and stuff like that? Would you say that you plan out your videos and you know like the storyboard and everything before it's actually produced? Uh, yes and no. No and yes. Um, so the, the first the first few, I don't know, maybe the first 20 or 30 or 40 videos, it was pretty much just, he, you know, Nate would point the camera at me and we'd say, well, what, what do you think we ought to talk about here? And they would say, well, maybe like this. And boom, off we'd go. Um, and, then, and then we began to sort of chart out concepts that, that seemed significant in the in the context of what we were doing and what the project was and what what value was there to the project that maybe we were not noticing that other people would notice we'd talk about that a little bit and draw that out and so you know now as our roles have kind of specialized a little more Nate will send out a little a little um outline that consists of maybe three paragraphs or four paragraphs it always fits on a single page of just some ideas that he thinks have merit and I look them over and kind of think about that and then and then expand that and riff off that with what I know and what my experience has been with it and then we get together and he points a camera at me and I start in and I, I'll go through one or two of those ideas and then we'll start say what do you think about that And he'll say well yeah you know it'd be a little hard to film like that I need to you know don't put this transition in there and give me some more breaks to work with and say oh, okay I'll try it again and it'll go off in a slightly different direction and then he just, he captures it all on the camera. And then he has to wade through quite a lot of, of the different um, improvised approaches to the ideas to be able to piece together the narrative in a smooth and coherent way. But he's getting really good at it. I'm, I'm going to jump in. Because we don't have you know real experience, and I certainly don't, on an actual TV or film crew, it's hard to say how we do it similarly or differently from other productions but we definitely start with a 
sometimes a title, you know, of our video, we might kind of say, we want to make a video that's titled this. And that's done because in on YouTube, and on the internet, that, that phrase can be really important. But very often, um, the videos will go in a completely different place or direction. And sometimes we'll kind of pivot the entire thing and say, well, it turns out this, this video is something completely different. It's almost like, like that you're kind of building something, but you don't really know exactly what it is till it's all through the final edit. And so it's, um, it's, it's a creative process where you just, you don't really know exactly what's going to come out the other end until it's done. And so we've had, um, a lot of surprises. Some videos have come out quite different and, and, mm-hmm. and then we might've planned and that, that's how it was at the start, and that's how it is now as well. It's it's really it's really hard to say exactly how specific you know video concepts will mm-hmm. will will result you know once they're done with the whole process. Mm. It, there's a, there's another dynamic in our family that I have speculated may, might be applicable here, and that is we all play music, and we all improvise music. We, we don't spend much time sitting down and reading charts, you know. Mm-hmm. Very little. Um, Nate's a guitar player, and we we play different instruments. And when you improvise music, you are you are just flying by the seat of your pants. Sometimes in a very public setting, and you're vulnerable. You're bringing your creativity to the public, and you're vulnerable every second because when those notes go out there, there's no calling them back, right? And so I think mm-hmm. that's part of the reason that it was a short step for us to um, develop this sort of style without a whole bunch of script and a whole bunch of rehearsal. Mm. Wow, that's really interesting. So I really liked how the editing and the post-processing was as well. I know you talked about the script and how you kind of have an idea in the beginning and you kind of don't, but the post-processing is where you put everything together and your ideas before kind of come out. And this is where Nate, I believe, is the one that's in charge of post-processing and editing yes, the videos. absolutely. Um, yeah, so did you always have a knack for editing videos or was it com- something completely new that you just learned because of this channel? It, uh, yeah, the first video I ever edited was also the first video on Essential Craftsman. It's, wow. it's the only experience that I've had. Uh, I, I think that I... When I think back, you know, I've, I've certainly watched a lot of YouTube videos and I've kind of credited that because I, like a lot of things in life, you, you kind of can't help but imitate. And that's certainly what, what we do as well. You know, you, we've, we've all watched a lot of movies and TV and YouTube videos and it's not correct to say that I created or invented anything. I, I, I very much am copying and certainly the beginning what I had observed other people do that I enjoyed and that that's kind of how it um, how those first few edits went. And since then I've, you know, learned a few other things and figured out some things that work for me. Um, but no, unfortunately I, I don't have any uh, real training. I, I should probably get some, I probably could, could probably learn, <laughs> make my life easier. I think, yeah, what you do is like totally fine and you know, it's already great as is, you know, it's so really cool. L- l- let me, let me give a little more backstory on that. So I, I guess Nate was probably a freshman or a sophomore when the game um, Pictionary came out. Have you ever played Pictionary? Yep, yep. All right. So we were playing Pictionary, and all of a sudden here he's sketching things that are really great, and he's winning all the time because he can really sketch. And I thought, well, 
well, where did you learn how to do that? You know, of, of our of the whole family, he was the one whose whose drawings were compelling and and legible. Okay, so there's that. And then uh, after a while, I see that he's he paints a mural on the, on my garage wall uh, inside on a white blank white wall. He paints a surfing mural, and it's just darn good. And he's never, as far as I know, um, had any art classes or nobody taught him how to paint. So I think he is just a quick study with some of these artistic things. And, and I, my perception of the filmmaking thing is that it's entirely artistic. And so I think that, that he just, it was, I don't want to say it was easy, but I think it was natural. I think with the skill set that he came to this life with um, lends itself to what he's doing in the post-processing. One of the things I do, uh, Tilan, that I think really helps and pretty much anybody can implement and and probably with good results is, is especially in video, but I'm sure other areas, cut out as much as you possibly can and and leave the parts that are absolutely necessary to get the point across. This is This is especially important in YouTube and on the internet where attention spans are short. Everybody can literally just move their finger, you know, a fraction of a of a of an inch and they're gone and so we we try to and i try to really cut out as much of the the wasted time and fluff and anything that's really not important and and don't get me wrong we still have long videos and we try to get very detailed but i think that general mindset of not not wasting the viewer's time necessarily trying to not be redundant kind of you end up with a, a product um that's is really engaging because you're 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 kind of hooking the viewer, and they, they, they know that every every minute they watch is has been boiled down to an important minute. So I think I see a lot of people making that mistake on YouTube. Maybe that's a better way to put it, where they will maybe kind of even say the title of their video three or four times before they even start into it. And I've I've long since clicked away yeah. by the time by the time that's happened. So that that's that's kind of an easy thing that yeah. I think has given good results for us. Yeah, and. I guess I would shift it now from post-production to the actual YouTube channel itself. So for your channel, you have over 500,000 subscribers. You average about 100,000 views per video, which is crazy to think about that 100,000 people are watching each video. And I think there's probably like TV shows that probably like get less views than that. And <laughs> you're probably like, you probably like outrank a lot of TV shows right now that, you know, probably don't have as many viewers as you guys do. Do you think the pay that you get from YouTube um, is the same amount that you think a TV show might get? Or would there be some differences between the two mediums? Well, the the real answer is, uh, at least speaking for myself, I don't have the vaguest notion of of what pay is like for for um, production television um, show owners. But I can tell you this: that for the last three years, um, I've been in a race between decreasing savings and increasing channel income, and I knew that one of them would win. I mean, it was very clear one of them had to win. And I can tell you now, it looks like maybe, maybe we can say with some degree of certainty that the channel income is going to win rather than decreasing savings. Mm. But, but it, it's, I mean, it's, that's one of the aspects that's so new and uncharted in this whole internet entertainment education industry is how to, to actually monetize 
this effort in a way that makes it sustainable. And so we are learning as much there as anywhere. And there's a real urgency to learn that pretty fast because, I mean, you know, life life requires money. Mm. Yeah. Another way to, um, another thing to add there, we, we both kind of went full time with YouTube before it made sense from the numbers. And, yep. and it kind of had to happen that way. We, we took a risk, which, which you got to do sometimes. And, and we certainly did. We, we decided let's put, let's really focus on this. And in order to really focus, we're, we need to both spend all of our time doing it. And so, um, you know, hard to say whether a TV show would, you know, be more lucrative. I'm sure it would, but there's, there's no scenario where that would be enticing or appealing to us. The, you know, we, we certainly didn't do it for the money to begin with. Mm -hmm. And at this point, um, there's just a lot more um, rewarding aspects to the to the job uh, than the money. And certainly, mm -hmm. you know, the momentum's in our favor. The channel's growing in a way, and, and online media is growing in a way that I'm sure someday, if there is a big gap between online media and television media, I'm, I'm sure it's, it's closing, and if not soon, then someday. And so that's, you know... It's, uh, it's not really uh, something we've mm -hmm. thought too much about, but we're, we're certainly happy doing it mm -hmm. in the place we are without any uh, reason to, mm -hmm. you know, think the grass may be greener. Yeah, and, and it, it was in a lot of ways less of a risk for me than for Nate because, you know, Nate's in his mid-30s, and those are the prime entrepreneurial years. That's when you are, mm. that's when you are planting and, and um, tending the ground when you have time and energy and ambition for hopefully what will be a good harvest when you're older. Well, I was older and I was in a place where it was pretty much going to be what I was doing um, right into the sunset. And so mm -hmm. I thought, you know, I really don't want to be remodeling houses and putting on additions and solving people's construction problems until I'm 80. And so mm -hmm. I've got no choice but to try this. Once we, Once we got one video that went somewhat viral and we got big response and we identified the fact that wow there's something here that people are compelled to watch it was an easy calculation for me because for the first time in my life it felt like i had i was on the crest of a wave mm. and it would have been crazy not to try to ride it mm. yeah and i think that's really important to try to see like what is your specialty and then, like, as you said, ride on that wave and continue doing what made people stick to the channel in the first place and continue doing that. I was wondering, like, what do you expect the future of your channel to be? Are you going to do the same videos and doing the same thing? Are you thinking of changing it up? What do you think about the future of Essential Craftsman? Um, well, I, I think Nate... Nate probably has more, probably spends more time looking forward into the future of essential craftsmen than I do, because I don't, I mean, I don't have as much future to look forward to, and what we're doing right now pretty well occupies me completely. So the the short term answer to that is we're gonna, you know, we're building this house, so we're gonna mm -hmm. we're gonna build this house and make this documentary series. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we we thought maybe this house would have 200 videos in it, but I can see it's gonna have a lot more than that. Um, so, so that's going to take a while and then we're going to get, I am, um, sure we'll get back into the blacksmith shop and, and do a lot more, you know, 
make a lot more things in the blacksmith shop and sort of set that out there. We'll continue to to have content that is um, educational. But Nate has some ideas around another channel um, that that we're kind of firing up, and maybe a podcast and some of those things. Ooh, and I'll wow. let him I'll let him speak to that. Yeah, yeah it's hard to say uh, exactly where this spec house project is is our full attention for the time being. But I think that there's really limitless um, content for a channel like ours. There's there's work and there's there's expertise and there's skilled tradesmen just surrounding us in 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 ways that you know we don't that most people don't think of you know guys you drive by someone up in a bucket truck doing something and i would like someday to find a way to put a camera on him and figure out you know what's your what's what's going on up here it's pretty neat and i i just know that a lot of other people would be interested in that as well so there's there are so many things more things even than we can than we have expertise in and and maybe someday we can find a way to you know, cover some some of the those types of um, trades and, and yeah. such, but but we have so much. Uh, we have a list, you know, a mile long of, of video ideas, and I don't know if we'll ever get to the bottom of it. So our our goal, the future of a, of essential craftsmen, is to kind of just keep doing what we're doing and and just really focus with our head down on making the the most interesting and best content we can uh, on a regular basis and. And then kind of let the chips fall where they may. And maybe there'll come a time where we expand a little bit outside of, you know, just blacksmithing and, and carpentry. But um, if that happens, you know, I, that, that'll, be, that'll be great. There's just a lot of really interesting um, hands-on tradesmen out there who have, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of neat things that would be fun to see. So there, there's, there's one other aspect that has to be in the future of essential craftsmen and that I hope to be able to expand. And that is, if you've read many of the comments, and I, you talked about it, there's a, there's a uh, I want to say shocking, certainly a surprising number of comments of people, millennial generation young men, who say, I wish I would have had a dad. He reminds me of my grandpa. Um, you know, I had an uncle like that, and you've made me remember some of those interactions. That is incredibly fulfilling mm-hmm. for me, mm-hmm. to think that in some way these little YouTube videos are providing some emotional um, reinforcement for people in a way that is important to them is increasingly important to me. It makes it makes me feel like what we're doing here has real value and may, may in the lives of other families, that other families will be impacted by this when, when the young dad gets a better handle on a work ethic or a young dad gets a better handle on how to expand his skill set or a, a, a kid in high school like yourself, who, by the way, must have remarkable initiative to be doing something like this, okay? Thank you. Um, gets a look at an old man who's fairly worn out, but he's still moving around pretty good. And he says, you know, I think I'm going to learn to work like that. Uh, I hope that the channel can expand those sorts of of opportunities to inspire change in other people. Yeah. And I uh, I saw those comments, too, and they were you know they probably like make you feel really great and just like make you feel motivated to continue doing this yeah uh, yeah and i have some curious questions um just like that are kind of maybe not off topic but still related uh, i was wondering what your family reaction to this was and what other people thought of it when you first started to achieve success with the channel mm. my family so one of my concerns, I have four kids, 
and uh, I, with those, I have three sons and a daughter, so I have one son-in-law and three daughter-in-laws, and right off the bat, I was a little concerned that, wow, are these other kids going to be supportive, or are they going to be jealous of the interaction that Nate and I are having and what looks like an opportunity for real success? But I did not have to worry about that. My people have been so ecstatic and supportive and engaged and they wear the t-shirts and they tell their friends and so as near as I can tell the overall effect on our family has been entirely positive that you know Nate and I as partners quite naturally have negotiations and we have some stresses and some strains that we work through more or less successfully but but the rest of the family is just sort of standing back and clapping and that's mm-hmm. that that's been a real relief now as far as other people it's begun to be more than a little weird to be sitting in a an in an, an in and out burger eating a hamburger and have somebody walk by and say hey I watch your videos man <laughs> or be sitting in an airport to catch a flight and somebody gets off of the plane that I'm going to be getting on and he walks by and he goes by about 20 feet and he turns around and he comes back and he says hey I've got an off the wall question have you got a YouTube channel <laughs> and and that stuff has happened now, I don't know, maybe maybe a hundred times. Wow. And it is, it's at once sort of disconcerting and um, flattering, and it, it's, uh, it's been a real game changer for a 60-year-old man. Wow. Yeah, and that was, you know, I, I guess, like, you probably didn't anticipate that and didn't maybe... It sounds kind of like um, you know you were not expecting that. I know a lot of people that start YouTube channels; they want that immediately, and <laughs> they want oh, I want the fame when I make a YouTube channel. And from other YouTubers that I've interviewed, when they started off, it was more of a I just want to do this as a passion project more than trying to achieve fame. And I think that that's what makes a distinction from what makes someone successful and what makes someone not. Because when you're in the beginning and you're not getting that many viewers and you're not getting that many people watching, uh, it makes you want to quit if the only thing you're looking for is for the fame. Mm -hmm. But for you, you just wanted to help uh, teach other people and you just wanted to share your ideas with the world. And that's what makes it distinct for someone else that wants to start their own YouTube channel. Yeah, it, and it, it that's what it, where it is at now, but to begin with, it was just that Nate had the idea, and I thought, it won't hurt me to do that. Let's do it, because I my Kelly is my wife. Um, she and I resolved years ago that when our kids were grown, if they had something that they wanted to do, or they had an idea that they wanted to do, if it wasn't going to hurt them and it wasn't going to hurt us, we were going to say, yeah, great idea. Go for it. And so I thought, well, I, it's time for me to take that medicine and say, okay, let's do this. And it instantly provided a great opportunity for Nate and I to really interact together in a very balanced and effective way. And so that was the first motivation. And then as soon as I began to see, well, and then, of course, it was flattering. The comments were flattering. But as soon as I began to see that it might have the, a positive impact in other people's lives, it began to shift for me and it became much more important. Hmm. And um, I guess this will be the last question that I asked because this was really interesting to me, this idea of the timeline it takes to actually make the video. How long do you think it takes from when you first have an idea for an interview, uh, for a video 
and then actually hitting that publish button to publish that video. What do you think the timetable is that? How long do you think it takes? So I'll start the answer and let Nate finish it, but it, it varies widely. There's a, it, it, it varies. So I'll, I'll throw out my number and then see what Nate says, but it varies from, there are videos that could be produced in six hours, start to finish. And I know of a couple of our videos that took Nate two months wow. to finish. Nate, how would you respond to that? Uh, yeah, something like that. You know, we've we've probably only filmed in our whole you know YouTube life maybe two or three videos that we filmed and then uploaded within 24 hours. And the majority, the vast majority of our videos are filmed and then not uploaded for maybe six or eight weeks, maybe maybe three or four weeks. Um, some of that is to do with just logistics. I, for, the, for a long time, lived in Arizona and would travel. And so over the course of a long weekend, we would film maybe 10 or 15 videos that we would then release over the next four or five or six weeks. And so we kind of would, that was our workflow. Uh, generally speaking, though, from the time we have an idea till the time that actual video is rolling out it's it's several months it's usually at least two or three or four weeks until we actually get the chance to film it because we're kind of talking about it and thinking about it and kicking around some ideas um, especially if it's a video revolving um, a project or something that's getting made or you know some, some work process where there might be materials or some something to plan for and then of course you know filming and shooting it and then it, once that we get it to a, a kind of a draft where we try to keep the quality as high as we can and so we'll we'll kind of go over the draft several times and add narration as needed and all that just takes time so if I had if you had to pin me down and, and say a number I would say maybe two or three months from the time we have the idea till the time the video goes out that would be the average which means there's been a lot of videos that are maybe six months from the time we first start talking about it till the time it actually comes out. And while I'm on this topic, that is certainly the case with this Spec House series. We started talking about this two and a half years ago, maybe more, I can't remember. And we are just now, um, in fact, probably in the next couple of days, going to release a video about the, the plumbing. We're on the very front end of it. And, and that plumbing happened July 4th weekend. In fact, I, I know because I'm watching footage and all my kids have stars and stripes clothes on and here we are already today and that was filmed on july 4th and i am just now editing that video so i hope eventually to be able to tighten down that timeline it would be really nice to shoot something and then edit it while it's still fresh in my mind i think it would speed us up a lot that's the goal but it's gonna take us a little while uh to get there and 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 you know that's that's part of what I mentioned earlier. We're just trying to we're just doing things the best we can in our way, and uh, that's certainly a place where we could probably improve. And I'm sure the industry standard is probably a lot better than that. But luckily, we don't we don't really compare ourselves or have to think about industry standard. All right, I think that's going to do it for this interview with the Essential Craftsman team. Thank you so much for being on the podcast and talking about what it's like working as a general contractor, what it's like um, working blue-collar jobs, but also what it's like kind of moving from that industry and making it into your own with your own web series type of 
channel and achieving great success with that at the same time. Thank you so much for talking about it. I learned so much, and I'm sure a lot of my audience learned a lot as well. Thank you, T. Lind, and thank you for your initiative to do something as a as a high school young man. I mean, with all the pressures of work and homework and sports and girls and everything else, to do <laughs> do something at this level. Your questions were great. Um, I'm just I just am so impressed that at at uh, at a time when other guys are just using all their spare time playing a video game, you're using your spare time to do something that could have real impact. So, boy, Keep up the good work, okay? It, it was a you. pleasure. Thanks a lot, yeah. and we'll, uh, we'll be in touch. Appreciate it. Yeah, thank you so much. And that's going to do it for this episode of the podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Check out Essential Craftsman if you haven't already. They are an amazing channel. If you want to learn more about what it's like just building a house they're doing a series on that right now if you want to learn about blacksmithing if you want to learn about the trades that's the channel for you scott lays out everything in a nice way and i just love watching his videos very calming and very relaxing and you learn a lot from it as well if you want to check out more of my podcast you can just go on apple spotify or wherever you get your podcasting platform just search major jobs you're already listening to one episode so i'm sure you can find another one really easily you can also check me out on instagram twitter and all those other social media platforms um i just want to say thank you so much to scott and nate for doing this episode with me i learned a lot and i know a lot of teenagers out there that are listening have learned a lot about the trades and what it's like going to do your passion with a web series and incorporating two different things and making it into one that's gonna do it for me in this episode thank you so much for listening and i'll see you in the next one it's gonna be a pretty good job in the next one i think you guys will enjoy it Thanks for listening to the Major Jobs Podcast. If you liked it, please be sure to follow us on Instagram at Major Jobs Podcast. If you have an interesting career and want to be featured on the show, send us an email at majorjobspodcast at gmail.com with your job title and college major if applicable. Again, thanks for listening. And remember, life happens wherever you are, whether you make it or not.